Hey everyone, welcome to A Mess Nonetheless. I'm Rachel. I'm Melissa. And we are sisters. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome to our podcast. Uh, And happy Thanksgiving. That's right. Oh my gosh, it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving, which I'm super excited because who do I get to spend Thanksgiving with? It's me. It's me. (laughs) I'm flying to Minnesota for Thanksgiving week with my kids. My husband works. Was not the plan, but it suddenly is working out phenomenally. So I I get to spend it with my my husband's side of the family on Saturday, but on Thanksgiving Day with you. Also, as people are listening to this, it's probably actually Thanksgiving Day, but we're Mm -hmm. saying it as Thanksgiving's coming because we record these in advance. (laughs) Yes. So happy Thanksgiving. Also, it's not there for us yet. (laughs) Also, we're not together yet. (laughs) No. But we will be. And we're hoping to record a podcast together next to each other. So we're going to try that and see if it works. Yeah. Also, on Thanksgiving Day, as the food's coming, what Mm -hmm. do you call it when you put food on your plate, Melissa? Yes. Yes. So I was just with some friends um, this weekend in a different state and still the Midwest. So I thought we would be very similar. It's amazing how many differences there are from state to state. Can't count on all Midwesterners to be like. (laughs) No. So I made dinner for them one night and I said, okay, everyone come and dish up. Dish up. And they were like, what? I'm like, it's time dish to up. dish up. And they're like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, it means put food on your plate. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? And like the, the little kids, I would say, hey, do you want me to help you dish up? And they look at me, like, do you want me to put food on your plate? <laughs> like, it's the weirdest thing. It is the weirdest thing. say that all the time. I had no idea. Nobody knew what that meant. So we want to know, A, have you heard dish up before? Also, if B. you haven't, what do you say? And where are you from? Yeah, yeah. Because are we the only people, are Minnesotans the only people who say it? Yeah. What about people in Wisconsin when you live there? Did they say I've never there? ever had a single person look at me weird in both yeah. Arizona or Wisconsin or oh, Illinois because we live in Illinois too. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it's just Nebraska that's the the weird the odd man out. <laughs> yeah. Um making, Rachel's making faces. I don't know. I can't. Well, did you just hear a chime on my computer? I did. Oh dang it. I don't know how to turn it off. Usually when I do not disturb my phone, my computer does. So we'll see. Um, Okay. So yeah, we need to know those things. Also, I have been fighting a cold. So if you see me blowing my nose in the background, sorry, that's just going to That's only for YouTube, YouTube Mm -hmm. YouTube watchers. And if you don't want to see it, don't watch it. (laughs) Listen to it. (laughs) Also, if you, yeah, exactly. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm out of my recliner, eight weeks post shoulder surgery, and I no longer spend all of the hours of my day in my recliner. Amazing. (laughs) Also- Look That's totally a tongue twister. Shoulder surgery. It is. Shoulder surgery. Shoulder I've said surgery. it. <laughs> I've said it wrong many a times. So, mm-hmm. but congratulations! I'm so happy for you, you thank guys. You. She's just been a champ through this whole process. It's been really amazing watching her. She's. Oh, I, I mean, you. it is not an easy surgery. I know many people have had it, and it is painful and terrible. And she's just had a really great attitude, Rachel. I'm so proud oh, of you. Thank you. Also, I still can't lift my right arm. <laughs> So I still love it. She's saying congratulations. She just means for getting out of the recliner because I getting this far. Still yeah. can't use my arm. <laughs> oh my gosh. T-Rex on her right arm. Exactly. I can now put my arm on a table, which is amazing. amazing. So mm-hmm. okay. Uh so let's get to our actual topic today before we lose all of our listeners. <laughs> so today we're talking about when we just need to be challenged. Um, so what I mean is when someone needs to come to you and say, Hey, I see this thing in your life. And I, it's maybe not good. Like Mm -hmm. maybe you need to take it to Jesus. Like maybe it could be different or better. And I feel just different than judging. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is like a loving sister or brother in Christ praying about something and coming to another Mm -hmm. brother or sister in Christ and saying, oh, I don't even like saying this to you, but I feel like I'm supposed to. And, um, you know, Melissa and I have tons of examples of this, but like, I know for me, I think the first time I really experienced 
this kind of like a challenge. Um, I was in my mid twenties, early twenties, and we were going through infertility and our sister-in-law, who is like this kind, sweet, docile human, uh, sent me an email kind of just saying like, but, but like, what about joy? Like, can you not have joy if you could not get pregnant? And she wrote it very well. And I was instantly enraged and mm-hmm. instantly like, who does she think she is? And mm-hmm. this isn't her place. And of course I have joy. Don't I seem joyful? <laughs> you were oozing with joy. I was oozing with joy. <laughs> and, um, and being the 24 year old that I was, I just shot back an email and defended myself. And later, like within a couple days, to- God totally convicted me, like, excuse me, does she not have something valid here? Like mm-hmm. how hard must it have been for her to say that to me? Like, it's not enjoyable to bring something to a difficult person, like a, uh, what, like a bold person, especially when you're not that personality and nobody likes doing it anyways. But, um, and so my, you know, my, <laughs> I was convicted and I honestly couldn't tell you exactly how I went about like rectifying the situation, but I do know that I was like, I don't want to be this person anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the person that no one can bring anything to me. And I was not instantly changed. Like uh, not at all. <laughs> it's yeah. just, I'm still not instantly changed. I mean, I'm 15 years later, I'm still struggling. I mean, it's, it's really hard not to be instantly reactive and defensive. Well, However, I've changed a lot since that day. Right. And, but it's so easy to really have the desire to want to be approachable, but we're never expecting it. It's so no. hard when you're approached to have the attitude and the countenance of, of course, tell me what you have to tell me because it's, we're just not prepared for it. So yeah, right. it's a hard, it's, it's definitely a long-term practicing thing. Yeah. Now I will say our older or um our brother in between us, Nate, Melissa's the oldest, and then we have Nate and then me and then our younger brother Jonathan. Nate, um, years ago, like five or six years ago, I texted him and said, Hey, do you have time to talk today? And I was so impressed by this. He goes, Yeah, but it's been a really hard week. So if you're gonna rebuke me, do it very gently. <laughs> and I was like, no, I just like need to ask you a question. Right. <laughs> but his response was kind of mm-hmm. like just in case I know mm-hmm. I might not handle it very well. So like be extra gentle. And I liked that. I was I like, do too. you're right. He has a posture kind of naturally of waiting for it. Tell, receiving me, what, tell for me what you, what you got. Yeah. Yeah. Not and I've given like almost everyone close to me in my life. And if I haven't, and you're listening, you're like, I'm close to you. You have permission like to challenge mm-hmm. me. Like mm-hmm. I, that's where I grow. Iron sharpens iron, right? Like I grow in people seeing my blind spots that I can't mm-hmm. see, but it's never fun to hear it. And so no. it's my job and Melissa's job and your job while you're waiting for, well, one, I think giving people permission and be mindful of who you get permission to people you can right. trust to have wisdom and discernment, you know, not just a friend who's unkind and unloving. I mean, obviously, you know, we're talking about people who are following Jesus too. Well, so, and pay attention to how they talk and treat other people. So when you're giving permission to somebody to approach you and say hard things to you, if they tend to be someone who's gossipy and maybe slanderous about other people, they're probably not the one that you want to give permission to because they're not going to be as trustworthy with where they're coming from with their intention. Right. Because if anyone seems excited to tell you the hard thing, that yeah. is the total wrong they're attitude not, to have in it. They're not the right person. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And, and likewise, if you feel like God's put something on your heart to share with someone Mm -hmm. and you feel excited about it, 
mm-hmm. you got to check yourself. You better back up. <laughs> you should feel sick to your stomach sharing a challenge. With, I mean, really, that's, I mean, this is my own little philosophy, but yep. it's been true for me that when I feel excited to share something, then it's like, this mm-hmm. is not of the Holy Spirit. Or if you feel entitled, like, oh, that mm, too. I have got to tell you something. Not, I mean, I have, so, you know, there's different gifts that we have. And I have the gift of exhortation, which means speaking hard truth to people. And Nathan, our brother that we were talking about, also has that gift. And we've talked a lot about it how, as we've gotten older, we've realized that that is not, um, if we, if we feel anything other than gentleness and tenderness towards a person that we feel like we need to talk to then we're in, totally in the wrong state and we can't say anything yet because yes. yeah, it should be said with so much love. <clears throat> yes. And I actually just saw a quote the other day. I hope I don't botch it, but it was basically like, um, if you have some healing that needs to be done, then your mouth needs to stay closed. Like mm. basically. So if you've really hurt me, Melissa on repeat, and it's like, I still have some healing to do. I really haven't forgiven you. And then I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Like my own garbage is going to get tied up into it, but it's like, I feel like, no, I really have moved on from this. I really Mm -hmm. do forgive you. Like I feel healed, but also it's something maybe you need to know. Mm -hmm. And obviously this goes both ways. Yeah. Then that's a different posture. And exactly. Yeah. So I think like, like I'm saying, if you have never given someone the permission to challenge you, call you out, I mean, call you out is, is I mean, in a loving way, but if that resonates better with you than being challenged, I really encourage you to pray about who do I need to do that to? And, and maybe a couple people, cause you might mm-hmm. tell one person and they don't get the insight from the Holy spirit that someone else has or whatever. Right. And so for me, yeah. it's like, okay, my mom, my sister, my sister's in law, my closest friends, my husband, my pastor, my pastor's wife. What'd you say? Rachel's group is small, but not no, really. I have my whole small group. Small. I mean, it's, it's like, I really want people to know that they can challenge me. And it was interesting because one time I asked a friend, this was years ago, like 10 years ago, if she, you know, I was like, you have full permission. And she was like, Oh, I have never done that. She's like, you also have full permission. And within mm-hmm. like a week, we each were sharing mm-hmm. something with one another mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. And I mm-hmm. needed to hear what she had to say. And she would say the same thing of me. Yep. And, um, so yeah, it's like the first step is I guess, do I even have a posture that's willing to, to say to people, you can challenge me. You mm-hmm. have permission to call me out. And let's describe, let's explain a little bit what a posture of something looks like. Cause I think yeah, that's good that idea. can be a little bit confusing. Um, so for me, I would say if you have the right posture, obviously it's not your physical posture. You can be slouchy shoulders if you want and still be me. willing to describe me. But our, you know, where is our heart? Where is our, is our true intention to want to be the best version of ourselves? Well, then we're going to want to hear if somebody who loves us in, you know, dearly, if they see something that they're like, you know, this is, um, this is hurting you, or this is hurting people around you. I would if- say is our true intention to be the closest version that we can be to Jesus, like right. the mm-hmm. most like Jesus. So yeah. not just like a leveled up version of us, but like the version of us that looks the most like Christ. Right. And obviously we will never be like Christ. So just to make that clear, like we will never this side of heaven ever be anywhere close to him, but that doesn't mean he can't be always our, who we're striving to be more like thriving to be more like, I should say. So to me, that's what a posture means. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, well, I mean, it's just like, we're constantly talking about humility and it's like, Mm -hmm. this is a massive humility piece is like, yeah. Am I humble enough to even recognize or say out loud? Yeah. I might not get it all right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mm -hmm. if the answer is no, then you got some work to do, you know? 
And not just like, you don't even have to pick a specific area, just in general. Is it in general possible that I'm wrong? Right. (laughs) If you can't say yes right off the bat, then there's some work, you know, and it's like having that general posture of like, yep, I might not be getting it all right. In fact, our son Brighton, who's almost 14, um, he regularly will say to us, is it possible that you're wrong? And I like that he says (laughs) Mm -hmm. that because we've taught him to say that, Mm -hmm. not by saying say this, but just like by saying to one another. Yeah, we have, and we've given our whole household permission. And I'm like, yep, absolutely. It Mm -hmm. is possible. Is it possible that you are wrong? And then it's funny because I almost feel like he doesn't see it coming. Mm -hmm. And then he has to like backtrack a little like, oh, right. (laughs) And then he answers, (laughs) yeah, it's possible. But it's like, he probably wouldn't have if I had started with that question. Mm -hmm. I like that he Mm -hmm. asked me that question. I'm like, yep, it is entirely possible. Yeah. Now, if three people heard you say the same thing, buddy, it's pretty likely that I'm not wrong, but it's not because right. I need to be right. It's just because those are the facts. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. I um well, and I I think that the reason this is such an important topic is because if we are willing to let people say hard things, it can be absolutely life-changing. Mm, yes. Um, my example of that, <clears throat> excuse me, is one of my best friends who I had give, I have a group of I have a, I have a big group too, like Rachel's group of people. I have a lot of people that I've given permission to say hard things to me. And, um, one of my best friends said to me probably a decade ago, um, I was, I've shared before that Bill and I really struggled financially in the beginning years of our marriage and to not up, I mean, even up until just a handful of years ago. And, um, and it felt relentless and I felt like everything we did to try to make it better, never made it better. And it just felt, I was mad and I was sad and I was done. And, I remember so clearly talking to her on the phone one day and she's like, I have something I need to ask you. Um, she said, I'm wondering when you're going to stop fighting your story. She said, you are exact. She goes, do you believe that you are always doing your best to follow Jesus lead? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's my only desire. That's our only desire. Mm-hmm. We pray about every decision we make. We follow him even when it looks foolish to the world. Cause you know, obviously God and the world don't always line up with what is right. looks wise or whatever. We follow him. Even when we have criticism from family members or friends, like that is always our intention. And she's like, well, that means you're exactly where he wants you to be. And she said, mm-hmm. I really want to encourage you to stop fighting your story. And th- my first reaction was like, uh, no, I'm not because I hate my story. I, I don't want her. this story. I didn't sign up for this story. <laughs> if you give me a new story, I yeah. won't fight that one. <laughs> I won't fight that one unless it's a worse story. Yeah, I don't want worse. I just no. But <laughs> there are parameters. <laughs> yes, I will give you exactly what I want, God, and then I will be okay with that. <laughs> um, turns out that's not how it works. Um, but you guys, it meant so much. I actually, if you're on YouTube, this is her handwriting saying, "Stop fighting your story." Um, I have a tattoo on my chest. If you're not on t- YouTube, um, in her handwriting, because it literally changed on your every- chest. It's like on your clavicle. It sounds like it's on your boobies. <laughs> It's not on my boobies. It's right across my two boobs. <laughs> if you're not on YouTube, you don't know what she means when you say on her chest. <laughs> my, my clavicle. That sounds so professional. <laughs> I am married to a doctor. It's true. I just say chest. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. So yes, in an appropriate place in my friend's handwriting. <laughs> Anyways, my, the reason I'm sharing that is because if she hadn't said those words, like I cannot tell you, like we, I mean, it would, I could write an entire book about how those words changed the next decade of my life. And it's because I started changing the way I thought about things. I started mm-hmm. looking at every situation with a different set of different eyes. Lens. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, um, and that affected my husband. Cause now we were looking at it through a different lens. I, I like that, um, together. And, and if she hadn't been willing to say that who 
I probably would still be fighting my story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, obviously I told my story when I was 24, but 15 years later, I've had so many challenges and sometimes people don't even know they're challenging you, you know, like that's true. Um, Mm -hmm. but I've had plenty of times when people have challenged me. In fact, our mom, well, my sister, I used to run a women's ministry and my sister was on my leadership team as was my mom, but my My mom was, yeah, Melissa, (laughs) um, our mom was mine and my co-founders spiritual advisor. And so she was like on our team, but she was like above us spiritually, excuse me. And, um, she challenged me in an area uh, we were working through the Enneagram and just kind of like, what's, you know, what the Enneagram is, you know, if you're not into it, that's okay. But like, it's all about who you are like naturally, but then like where you can grow as a result. And so we always did everything Christ centered, like Enneagram, Mm -hmm. like, okay, where are we going to be more like Jesus or whatever? And Mm -hmm. she really challenged me and said, um, you know, I just don't think you share your vulnerable feelings. I'm like, I am one of the most raw people. Most people know, <laughs> like I'm right up there at the top of the list. When people are like, who do I know that's raw that shares Raleigh or <laughs> Raleigh's not a word. <laughs> I'm so Raleigh, you know, <laughs> and authentically, but she was right. What I realized was I don't share the deep vulnerable things. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I don't feel, I did not feel emotions very, I mean, yeah. I would cry once in a while, but like, I really shoved a lot of emotions down and that challenge mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really think I struggle with that. And like five mm-hmm. years later, I'm like, holy cats, the change yeah. that come as a result of that one question. Yep. And so, you know, I was talking about our Brighton, my son, and I think like the question that you, we all need to be asking ourselves is, is it possible I could be wrong in any area of life? Yep. If someone comes to you and you don't like what they have to say, but is it possible I'm wrong? Or if I present myself as this harsh, you know, rude, sarcastic person. And someone says that can be really hurtful. Is it possible Mm -hmm. that I'm wrong? That I think that's the best and most funniest way, but it actually hurts other people. Mm -hmm. So I think just being able to ask yourself, is it possible I'm wrong? And like asking Jesus, what truth might there be for me? in like, when someone does bring you a challenge, even if it doesn't feel good, even if it doesn't sound right Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like God can do anything with any challenge, even if you land on the idea, I don't think he hasn't much for me here, but at least you did the humble work of asking him. Well, and like with everything that Rachel and I have experienced and that we're going to be sharing on this podcast, even if everything in us fights that question on the other side of it, if, especially if we realize, wow, I was wrong. There's so much freedom, you guys. And that is always, I mean, Jesus came so we could live life to the fullest Mm -hmm. came so we could have freedom. Like that's, that's what this is about. Is that we, we live in a place that sometimes feels like we're in control, like what we've talked about before. Um, but getting to the other side of it, relinquishing control, relinquishing our rights to be right or whatever mm-hmm. it is, being willing to be wrong, being willing to be told the hard things. There's just so much freedom and yeah. on the other side of it. It's <clears throat> not like, okay, just do this and you'll be a better Christian. Like mm-hmm. it's not that at all. Mm-mm. It's this is where freedom comes in. That's what Melissa is saying. Mm-hmm. It's like on the other mm-hmm. side is freedom. And I guess I would, as somebody who has been an incredibly defensive person in the past, I guess I would say when I, my defenses go up, I know I have, there's freedom to be had. There's, there's something, something going I, on. Yeah. There's something going on. There's mm-hmm. something I need to be free from. And yeah. And, well, and for me, I, as a, somebody who naturally is very sensitive which is a form of, can be a form of defense is when my feelings get hurt. Like, you know, and it's easy to feel sorry for myself. Then when someone says something hard, 
why am I feeling sorry for myself? Why am I feeling sensitive? There's probably something that I need to hear here. And there's some freedom to be had. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, and you know, in James five, it talks about confessing your sins to one another and like praying for one another. So you may be healed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about being challenged, but like also the more practice you have at confessing to other people, the more that humility piece comes in Mm -hmm. and those walls come down. And if you're someone who's like, I have never truly confessed anything to another person, it's Mm -hmm. time to start because there is a lot of freedom in confessing and just saying, we talked about this last, um, I don't remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about, um, just owning it when we, when we talked the episode, um, where we talked about being weird and it's like, it's just easier to just say, Hey, I'm being weird. I'm sorry. And just own it. It makes everything come to light, everything better. No one has to question like, where am I at with you or whatever? It's the same thing with confessing. Like if I'm like, I'm struggling with being jealous of this one person. I'm not going to confess it to that person. I'm going to confess it to a different person. Melissa, I am struggling with being jealous of this one person. And it's like, it brings it to light. The enemy loses a hold over it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not sitting in the darkness, like Mm -hmm. having its way over me. And I'm not free instantly, but Mm -hmm. the freedom has begun when, Mm -hmm. when we ask or confess to another person and then say, can you pray for me? And also in confessing to someone is giving them the permission to hold you accountable. Check in a week later. Hey, how are you doing about that? Or three Mm -hmm. months later, where are you at with that? Well, and something you just said that I want to emphasize just a little bit more is when we say something out loud to someone we trust, we are bringing it to the light. Like Rachel said, it's no longer in the darkness and the enemy loses its hold on us because when it's inside us and we're keeping things internal, it's like, usually the situation, whatever we're dealing with, whatever we're struggling with is like 10 times worse than when we actually mm-hmm. say it. And we're like, Oh, actually this isn't as bad as I mm-hmm. thought. Like not and just meaning that like, we feel like everyone's going to judge us or everyone's going to think poorly of us. So I don't want to say it. And as soon as we say it out loud, we're like, that wasn't actually even that big of a deal. And it brings it yeah. to light. Um, well, and another form of freedom. Just this week I had someone come to me and was like asking for parenting advice. We both have adopted older kids and letting them become adults and it's all tricky. And mm-hmm. I think having any of your kids become adult children is tricky, mm-hmm. but when you've adopted them and there's mm-hmm. trauma wounds, it's, it's a whole ne- extra level layers. And um, so she's asking me a question and we're voice messaging. And as she's saying out loud, one of her struggles, she's like, oh, I hear it. I need to let that go. Mm-hmm. Like as she said it to me, she's yeah. like, mm, I she know I need to let that go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I would have said the same thing. I think you need to let that go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, does it hurt your feelings? Yes. Is there mm-hmm. validity in that? Is it okay to like acknowledge your feelings? Yes. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, sometimes we just have to let things go. And so right. saying things out loud, bringing it into the light, sometimes we can come to the own, you know, our own conclusions. Like, yeah, God gets us there. We can be the one who, who challenges ourselves. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So we talked about letting people be, give permission to Mm -hmm. giving people permission to challenge us, Mm -hmm. having like working on our own posture of Mm -hmm. um, being challengeable. (laughs) And then when people come to you and challenge you, like, just have grace for yourself. If this is new to you, like, if someone, okay, so I'm just going to give you some words that you could literally say. Let's say someone brings something to you and they're like, hey, it really hurts when you do this. Your first words out of your mouth could be, I don't want to hurt you. So could I have some time to pray and process mm-hmm. in my response? Yep. Thank you for bringing this to me. I know this was hard for you. must have been hard for you. I don't want to hurt you in my mm-hmm. response. And I just, I'm going to go spend some time with Jesus and I'll get back to you. Yep. Um, like that's, you don't have to have a rebuttal. You don't have Mm -hmm. to be, I mean, you're caught off guard. And so 
And honestly, for the person who brought it to you, it might be nice for them not to hear your freshest thoughts <laughs> and words. For sure. Yeah. Well, so, and 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 also if you start going into like excuse mode and explaining mm-hmm. it, they can that can lead to feeling they can you, feel unheard. You didn't and really so, hear me. Yeah. Exactly. And um, and you're just you're just trying to defend yourself. And so yes, I agree. Saying, I mean, that was perfect. And then spending some time away because also the thing is, is just because someone comes and says something to you doesn't mean they're right. Right. Because I have had some people say some things to Bill and I, or each of us individually or together that when we walked away and prayed about it, we were, I mean, we were willing to hear that it was right. Even though it didn't feel right. We we're like, okay, Lord, if we're missing something here, show us. Cause we don't want to right. be missing it. And it came down to it that we just really don't think that that person was giving us accurate um, perception of what God, like, cause God talks to us. And so it's not that he doesn't talk to other people, but it, it's not an automatic that if someone comes to you and says something mm-hmm. that they're automatically right. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important because otherwise we could just be like, okay, I guess I just have to believe this. And right. And, so- and I've had this where I've challenged a friend on something and they've <clears throat> taken it to Jesus and maybe with their husband and been like, we just, we don't see that, mm-hmm. but like, I'm like, okay. So if you are going to challenge somebody, like bring it with your own posture of this is between you and Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying what I think I'm supposed to say. Right. Um, Exactly. Because it's like, just because I feel God's put something on my heart, a question to ask, Mm -hmm. I might use that question in that Mm -hmm. person's life, but it might not be that what I'm asking is exactly correct. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Might be like that, send them down a path of, you know, with Jesus on their own. Mm -hmm. But so it's not for us to assume that just because mm-hmm. God's put something on our heart to say that we know the answer and we know the outcome and we know how they should yeah. respond. And we might straight up be wrong that God didn't even put it on our heart. And I True. think that's okay. Like we are True. humans who are right. just trying to move forward in this world where we have a relationship with an invisible God, even though he's mm-hmm. tangible in so many ways where, and so it's, it's not like a, it's not like he writes it down for himself. You know, this is what I want you to say to somebody. Right. And, and I think it's important to be willing to recognize when, okay, I must've heard God wrong. And yes, I didn't hear from God at all. And I, Mm -hmm. that wasn't my, my intention was, you know, so with that, I would say that if you do feel something on your heart, if you feel like God is telling you something to say to someone, spend a lot of time asking for confirmation that this is what I'm supposed to say. Cause we don't want to just charge into something and say it, that it's from God when it might not be. Right. Exactly. Totally. So, uh, do we have a challenge today? I mean, we've kind of given a lot of challenges, like a four-step challenge. (laughs) I I think the biggest thing, I think the simplest one that I liked that you said earlier was if, first of all, I guess it's kind of two, one, go and find at least one person that you're safe with, you feel comfortable with, where you can say to them, you know what? I want to tell you that if you see something in me that you feel Mm -hmm. like needs to be challenged, I'm giving you permission. So step one, do that. Um, and then, um, and then the second one is if they do come to you, ask the question, could I be wrong? Could yeah. I be wrong in this? I just think that that's just a really simple question to ask ourselves. Yeah. And, and kind of in general, even if someone hasn't challenged you, any kind of argument, any sort of thing on Facebook, yeah. you know, any sort of with your spouse or mm-hmm. your kids, is it possible I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. We live it in is. a world where we can be challenged with that question on the regular. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, anything else, Melissa? I don't think so. I think this is, this is good stuff. If you find yourself feeling prickly at this subject, which being like, mm, I do not want to do that. <laughs> You're the one who needs to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> Jokes on you. 
just speaking from experience. <laughs> yep. I can say from my own experience as well. And if people want to reach out and talk to us, Melissa, how could they do that? Um, you guys can contact us through our, you know, Instagram, um, a mess nonetheless through our inbox there or on Facebook. And of course you can email us at a mess nonetheless at gmail.com. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. We love you guys. And we hope that this, um, even if you do feel prickled by this challenge, that you will take some time to, um, just pray about it and ask God, why am I so prickled about it? That's always a good question to ask when Uh we feel annoyed by something. Um, and we are just speaking from our own experience of going from maybe not being able to be challenged to being challenged. And, um, we just appreciate you guys so much. It's been incredible how many of you are showing up for these things and giving us feedback. We love, love your feedback. Like we cannot tell you how much it means to us. We get giddy over it. Like it's just crazy. Give us as much feedback as you want. We will not get tired of hearing from you. No, no good or bad. I mean, it helps Mm -hmm. us where we're, if we're making a difference at all here. And, and, um, and if you love what you're hearing, would you please share it with friends and family? We just appreciate that so much too. Yeah, absolutely. We hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. (laughs) All right. Bye guys. Bye.